This episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by the Spirit of Halloween. That's right. It is our Halloween special. Welcome, everybody. Today is Halloween, and we are here in full effect. We already did the pre-Halloween special last week, but this week, we, uh, we, you know, I looked at the calendar, and I was like, holy shit. Halloween is on a Tuesday. New podcasts come out on Tuesday. Halloween's on a Tuesday. What the fuck? So we decided that we would do something special today, and we are going to talk about some serial killers. We're going to talk about what makes a person a serial killer, and um, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of cases that we handpicked for whatever reasons. We'll get into that. But uh, this episode is brought to you by the Awesome Ty is Running for Mayor Halloween special that just went up on YouTube. Um, it's it's one of the best ones ever. I know I say that about all of them, but this one is one of the greatest. The Halloween special of Awesome Ty is Running for Mayor. Go watch it. You can pause this. Go watch it right now. It's on Natural Habitat Podcast YouTube channel. Um, just go ahead and search Awesome Ty is Running for Mayor. You can find the first season. Second season is going on right now. Episode three is the Halloween special. Watch that shit. Watch it. All right. Uh, today, it's myself and William Waffles getting down on some Halloween shit. So we're going to do it. Let's do this. I'm going to play the theme song. Hopefully you watched that episode of Awesome Ties Running From Air and you enjoyed it. And now we're going to uh, fade out this theme song and bring in yet another theme song. Happy Halloween, y'all. Let's do this. <laughs> Dude, that fucking, it was too, I forgot what it, here, look, this is what had happened, right? I put a bunch of hash on it, because I have these, uh, these pens, little hash cartridges, and they don't really smoke too good, it feels like I hit it, and then I don't get a full hit every time, so what I've been doing is just screwing the top off, and heating it up, and pouring it on top of bowls, so... I did that, packed a bowl, poured it on there, hit it like three or four times, feeling good. We're hanging out, getting ready for the show, the Halloween special. And then all of a sudden, we're about to record. I hit record. And then I grabbed the bong and hit it one more time. But I hit it as if it was just a weed bowl, like I had forgotten that there was hash on there. So I was like, let me just fucking finish off this weed bowl real quick. But I put a lot of hash on there and it melted down. And I fucking, all kinds, and then I was like, this sounds like a bubbling cauldron, and then I milked it some more up by the microphone, yep. and yep. just got it even more in there. That's when I started listening, when you're all like, this sounds like a bubbling cauldron, and I'm all like, <laughs> it does. And then I cleared it, and then I audibly, with my words, said, oh no, I hit that too hard. <laughs> and then I was gone for like five minutes. Were you recording that whole time? As I was gone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I spoke to my phone when I did that fucking nice <laughs> that message. <laughs> I think I ended up scrapping it. Oh, word. <laughs> so you're, you're lucky. You're good. You're safe. That would have been, that would have been an epic opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you voicing out your post in the event page? You, you dying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just, uh, could you hear me coughing? Yeah. Did I sound like I was dying? Uh-huh. I felt like my cough had a beat to it. And I, and then after a couple of seconds, I'm like, fuck it. Pick up my phone and start doing shit on it. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're high when you find a beat in your cough. I felt like I was doing right. the same repetitive cough. Like, uh, 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 
It's the Halloween beat. This is the Halloween spooktacular edition of the Natural Habitat Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Mikey Booyah. I am William Waffle. That's a a spooky twist on your name. I like it. It's like like wordplay, but not. It's just pronunciation wordplay. Pronunciation play. Because you didn't change, like... You didn't change a, a word. You weren't like, my name's Wormium Waffles. Like like Matt Groring does with, with all his Halloween episodes. Yeah, you're talking about, uh, like, Uned Sheldon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or Bat Brooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are all classic Halloween references. If you're a fan of Halloween, then you're like, yes, yeah, yeah, and you're yelling out your own Simpsons names. And, yeah. Yeah. And we Because everybody, everybody pays attention to their own names and the Simpsons credits on Halloween. Uh-huh. You don't catch them all. Just there's the one or two that you, that you see that stand out to you. Yeah, everybody's brain is different and picks out these different ones. I and, just put another giant thing of hash on this bowl. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> That's a Halloween bowl. Uh, that was a Halloween burp. Um, so as you can tell, we do have uh, some sounds of murder going on here, some creepy stuff provided by uh, the the San Luis Obispo County uh, Children's Museum uh, Christian Choir. They're, uh, they're lacing us up right now. We got them all in the studio, 35 of them, and they have a... Uh, a slew of microphones, and this is mostly Foley art that they're doing. Voice, little children screaming. And, it's uh, actually really impressive. Yeah, it's probably, uh, it's probably you know, the power of Christ, I would say. The power of Christ compels you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I am, uh, I am dipped head to toe in my Halloween costume, which is a priest. I'm a priest this year, and I'm stoked. Now you could you could see this costume. Yep. How do I look? Yeah, I think you look pretty good. <laughs> nice. I'm stoked. It's on pretty it. fire. I uh, I've gone as a priest a couple of times, and your costume is better looking than any of the ones I've had. Ooh, well, thank you. Ooh. I like it. Right, right. The only thing you're missing, and it has to be authentic. You can't go get one from a Halloween store because most of them are chintzy looking. Uh-huh. But you need to get a cross. Yeah. You need I have, to get a rosary or something along that lines. Yeah. And in order to pull off the costume properly, it needs to look kind of legit. Mm-hmm. Not too flashy, not fake. You yeah. know what I mean? The cross I have is is obviously cardboard. So, uh, you know. Well, well, I know I know it's hard to tell because I don't have my mask. I bought a little mask at the Halloween store to pull it all off. But, uh... I got my 80s shirt on and my cargo pants. I'm going as Star-Lord. Nice. Well, I could see it right now, and you clearly are going as Star-Lord. Yeah. So, awesome. Definitely a yep. fresh costume. Uh, yep. we, we hope that everybody out there is, uh, is dressed up, dipped in their Halloween costumes. Dipped. Dear I'm going to say dip, <sighs> dipped a lot. Um, today, we do have something special. We did our pre-ween special. You pre-weaned it uh, yesterday, and yesterday we did that yesterday. <laughs> no, we did that last week. Yeah, well, podcast weeks last one day. Uh, a real life week is one podcast a day. So yesterday we did that last week. Mm-hmm. What about it? And uh, so we decided that we would do something special this week, and that is talk about serial killers. Moitas. That's right. Moitas and serial killers. So right now we're going to have to ask the children to leave the room. Not the podcast children, <clears throat> but the children on the podcast. The choir group, thank you. You guys were great. Go on. You Go killed on. it. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hey, High five that. High five that, Tommy. So um, we uh, we were thinking that we would do something a little special. And... This is based off of a podcast that I heard about, which is, it's called My Favorite Murder, and it's these two girls that are friends, 
have this podcast where they get together, talk, blah, 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 and then they each tell themselves <clears throat> or tell each other about a murderer that they had researched that week. So each week they do independent research on a murderer and or- then tell each other the story. I heard about this, thought it was a cool concept, and decided, hey, I'm going to steal that because nobody will even know that that's what it's from. And then I just told the whole story about where I got it from and where I plagiarized it. You know, brother, <laughs> you are one smooth criminal. Oh, very nice. And it, was that uh, in reference to my Michael Jackson costume last year? Yep. All right, cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. God, he he, he wouldn't stop doing those goddamn kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I stretched for a month and a half, so I needed to, you know, I needed to flex, flex what I got. Apparently. Flex my stretch. It got better the drunker he got. Very true. I'll admit that. (laughs) I don't, I I usually don't drink, and one of the rare times is on, is on a Halloween night. A Halloween night. In order to keep the spirits away, you must imbibe a little bit of spirit yourself. Very true, very true. Nicely said. Nicely said. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You'll so, trademark uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fill out the paperwork right now. Go to Legal Zoom. Are you doing, what is that? What? Never mind. What am I doing? That's just for the visual side of the podcast that nobody gets to see. What is that? No, I, I have a cold. Oh, I see. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying not to like sniffle in the mic. You know what I mean? Why not? That's part of the fall season. <sighs> All right, there. You happy? I am. Uh, I've been getting down on Stranger Things, season two. Uh, don't don't fucking spoil. I want to give a bunch of. of it, I want to give a bunch of spoilers real quick. Spoiler alert! Oh, I'm gonna slap you so hard. Okay, you know the upside down. The upside down is really. Chicago. The upside down is Chicago. The Windy City. Why are you trying to do things like that to me, brother? You know the Demigorgon? You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll tell the people out there in the audience, I took my fucking headphones off. The Demigorgon <laughs> is really Michael J. Fox's dad in Back to the Future. Wow. Mm-hmm. One more thing. You want to hear one more thing? Sure. Eleven? You know Eleven? Yeah. When she has a nosebleed? When that blood comes out of her nose? It's not real blood. It's stage blood. <laughs> but of course. Spoilers. But of course. So I hate to break the fourth wall for you guys, but that's what I've been learning in season two. It's crazy. Crazy. All right. Um... Speaking of things that you've been watching, and it actually goes along with uh, what we'll be dealing with here in a little while. Yeah, there's a there's a new show on Netflix called Mind Hunters. I have I've seen it on there, and was like that looks kind of interesting, but I haven't watched it yet. Have you started it? Yes, I have, and it is it is intense. It's essentially the very beginnings of the behavioral research unit of the FBI. Oh. So it was it's the it's the story of how and why they kind of started looking into the behavioral habits of murderers and psychopaths to see, you know, how they work and if they could use that to prevent <coughs> other people from doing the same thing. Crazy. So is this uh I I felt like this show had like a supernatural kind of element to it? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like factual FBI's agents going around asking, interviewing um, other police officers, inmates, and the people suspected of the crime. And I mean, it's fictional. It's a fictional show, but most of it is, you know, loosely based on real events and, you know, real murders. And well, goddamn, I need to watch this now. You do. You do. It is. It is fucking incredible, dude. Dang, I had no idea. See, for some reason, I had I had equated it to like, I so did I to like the cell with Jennifer Lopez. You remember that movie? No, I don't. No, <laughs> no. Are you serious? 
I remember it. I never watched it, though. Dude, are you serious? Okay, look. For real. That is one of the craziest, dopest movies. She she goes into the mind of a serial killer, and it's all like crazy, demented shit, and him as a child, and all of his memories, and all kinds of weird stuff that he created, and then he's actively running around killing people, and then they end up like, they end up capturing him, he like passes out, because he has some sort of spasm, they capture him, do this like weird experimental thing to get into his mind, they like dream together, and... Weird. And it's like, it's a really good movie, dude. And it's not like, it's not like any other Jennifer Lopez movie. All right, maybe I'll have to check it out. And she's got a big old booty and she smokes weed in it, which is cool. Two things I remember. Bonus, bonus. (laughs) Yeah, so check it out. Uh, Yeah, I need to check out Mindhunters for sure. You do. You really do. It's, um, Mm -hmm. it is intense too. It's not like, it's not light fair. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Nice. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to start it today i'm gonna start it after we're done recording word i'll watch an episode yeah so so, uh so before we get into this i have uh i have a few uh a few facts and kind of a little information on serial killers uh all right now a serial killer is someone who has murdered three or more people over a period of more than a month with a cooling off period so there's a spree killer Someone could kill multiple people within a week or a month, but the specific thing that makes them a serial killer is the cooling off period. So, uh, there's all these multiple stages. There's phases of a serial killer cycle, which is the aura phase where they begin losing a grip on reality, the trolling phase where they search for a victim. The wooing phase, the capture phase, the murder phase, and then the depression phase, which occurs after the killing. And then they usually go into this cooling off period and everything starts building up and building up and building up until, for whatever reason that's different to everyone, they have to kill again. Uh, Almost all serial killers admit that they started out by acting out their fantasies on small animals. Now, did you have any experience killing animals when you were a kid? Outside of like hunting? No. no? <clears throat> I remember <Yeah. clears throat> Okay, I remember one time I was uh I had like just recently gotten a BB gun and I was like shooting out in the yard. I was young, maybe like 9, I would say, somewhere around there. And I was uh, shooting up into this tree, shooting the big black balls out of the tree. And I saw this bird, and I, like, looked at it, pointed my gun at it, shot it, and it fell out of the tree. And then I instantly wanted to undo shooting it and felt, like, horrible. And then I ran over there, and it just, like, hopped up and flew away because it was just a little BB with, like, two pumps so it didn't really pierce its skin. It just bounced off of it and knocked it off the tree. And I'm pretty sure it was all right. But that had happened. And I instantly was like, holy fucking shit. What did I do? I don't want to know. Instead of like, ah, oh, yeah. And went over there and stomped on it. So I had that situation where I hurt an animal when I was a kid. I don't know if that means I'm going to be a serial killer. But I know that it was a bad memory and not a good one. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and it definitely seared in my memory to where it was like, ah, don't do that. And I'm not the kind of person that, like, kicks dogs now or anything. There's a bunch of assholes out there that now. hurt animals. Yeah, now. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't grow up into an asshole that mistreats animals. Right. I mean, I, like, delivering pizza... I'll go to people's house all the time where people will fucking like hit their dog, slap them, kick them fucking because they're barking at somebody at the door, which is what dogs should do. They're bred to yeah, do that. It's, 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 I mean, it's a dog. <laughs> yeah. That's what dogs are made for. That's what they've been designed to do. But, uh, 
I mean, I, 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 I kick my dog a lot. Yeah, but not to hurt it. No. Yeah. No, he's he's a hundred pound plus pit mastiff. Mm. I mean, that's that's playing to him. All right. You're like, hey. Uh, 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 uh. That makes me feel better that we both admitted to abusing animals on the show. <laughs> um, nearly 70% of serial killers received extensive head injuries as children or adolescents. Yeah, they're not all there usually. Okay. Um, they usually have low IQs or some kind of brain damage. <laughs> I have another story. <laughs> God damn, bro. I, uh, when I was a kid, when I was, fucking lighter. <laughs> when I was in middle school, I, uh, I knew you then. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I went to, uh, when I was in middle school in Paso. Oh, okay. And I was walking from, uh, from the school to the park or to the store or something. And I was walking through Centennial Park. And there was this section that like went downhill and the chain link fence was broken and pulled over to the side. So there was just a pole on the top and I jumped and swung on the pole and I swung too hard and my hand slipped and I like flew out (coughs) and hit my head on a root that was sticking out of the ground or a rock or some shit. And there was like blood, like there was blood all over the place. I had a, I had like a concussion and a fractured skull. When I went to the hospital, but it was like not major, just like little tiny hairline. And, uh, I like don't remember anything. I remember swinging and then I remember being carried by a cop like up a hill. And then I remember being in the office at school. And then I remember being in the hospital, like little flashes. So once again, Am I a serial killer? No. Okay, good. Uh, the, here, the, this is actually how they tell the, it's called the triad. And it's animal torture, prolonged bedwetting past the age of 12, and Mm -hmm. juvenile pyromania. So if you have all three of, three of those, then you're most likely going to become a serial killer. But there's no way to really tell. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so are you ready to, are you ready to get into this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, you go first. Let me know what you got. All right, I'm going first. Uh huh. All right. Well, let's start with the dates. Oh, okay. okay. Um, this happened 1970 to 1973. All right. Okay. Um, this was before Gacy. All before right. he even started. Yeah. Okay. This was one of the biggest, like, nation and worldwide uh, phenomenons. This, we're, we're talking about the Candyman and the Pipe Piper. Okay. You know who they are? Uh-uh. The Houston mass murderers is another phrase that they've gone by. We have Dean Arnold Carroll, who was the actual person who was doing the murders. The thing is so interesting about this specific case and this specific dude. He had a couple of accomplices. Um, what's dude's name here? David Brooks. Now, when they started doing this, David Brooks and El- Elmer Wa- Elmer Henley, who were his two accomplices, were probably like 16 and 15. Uh-huh. They were both like, you know, fairly young men. Uh, David was bribed to bring somebody over and leave them at Dean's house with a car. And then promised to pay him $200 for everybody else, anybody else he could bring over. So he brought over a couple of his friends and then he brought over another kid. So the youngest out of all of his, uh, victims was the third child that came over and he was nine years old. 
So what this dude would do is he'd get them high or drunk. He would take them into a back room, strap them to this quote-unquote torture board. There were more than three found. And um, he would torture and rape them and then kill them. So where it comes to light in society is this man, Elmer, uh, calls the cops and says, hey, I just killed this guy. He tried to rape me and my two friends. What? So I know. Hold on. Hold on. Which is the truth. Ed or Dean did try to because Dean only liked men, not women. At this point, Elmer, who was originally supposed to be one of Dean's victims, he was supposed to be the fourth or fifth victim that um, David brought him. He actually gave him the same deal that he gave David. He's like, hey, I'll start paying you if you could bring more people to me. Now, comes to light, no one was ever paid. The only person who ever got any kind of money or retribution or, uh, you know, payment for it was David with this car. It was like a 67, like Corvette, green Corvette or something, you know, for like a 15 or 16 year old. That's badass, especially back then. Oh yeah. So that's how this whole rope in kind of thing happened. Mainly Elmer is the one who was helping Dean. And what he would do is they'd have parties with young, you know, young teenagers and they would come over and he would drug them and handcuff them and then take them into his room and do the thing. So this continued for about three years. There were three different sites. There were over 28 kills altogether. Um, there was a boat shed where the majority of them were, which is 17. They were buried in a boat shed. There were four at the cabin. And the rest of them were bulldozed out of a beach next to the family cabin. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of reading through my notes. No, it's good. It was, uh, this is like extensive. I could literally talk on this for probably four times the amount of time that I'm going to. So I'm trying to get the main points in. You know what I mean? Um, he's probably several days. So he would torture his victims for several days. Um, once they were dead, he would not bury them immediately. He would, um, have net, you know, necrophilia acts with them. He'd bang them after they were dead. Uh, he usually, he, it would happen in pairs. A lot of brothers went down. I think it was three different brothers actually Dang. both went missing at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, he killed most of the people with a 22 caliber, which is the same exact gun that took his life. Um, yeah, so what happens is they, they take Elmer in for, you know, calling in the police and saying, I shot this man. And they start asking him, you know, like, what's going on? What were you guys doing there? You know, oh, we were partying. We were having, you know, this, this, and that. And he's all like, this has happened before. And they're like, how do you know this has happened before? And he kind of, you know, broke down and told them essentially I was bringing them to him for $200 a head. He was selling them to some kind of sex ring. And that's what it was. And the cops were like, okay, where's the money? And he's like, all right. So here's the thing. I never got paid. Um, and, and I never knew what he did with them. All I know is I would bring them to him and he would dispose of the bot or then call me and we would dispose of the bodies together. Hmm. So what ended up actually happening is he did that for about a year or so, just bringing them. He probably had a power trip on, you know, uh. choosing which one was going to die, not knowing how or why it would happen, but still, you know, deciding and then uh, he actually started getting into the torture. And the incident is he goes to the goes to bring back a boy and a girl to this party, you know, quote unquote party. And Dean freaks out. He says, I don't like women, you know, so now I'm going to kill you, too, because you're not on board with what's going on. You know, so I need to have one less victim. So you're not only paying pegged by him once, but this is the second time he was there as a victim. Yeah. 
So he kind of pleads to him. He's like, Hey, you know what, man, let me, let me help. You know, let me get in on this. Let me, you know, I'll, I'll do her. So that's what happened is he lets him off. She, he kind of like goes over and starts to, to mess with her a little bit. And she like looks at him and says, are you really doing this? And he essentially turns around and plugs the dude six times in the back. What? Um, yeah. Dang. So let's see. We not only have a total victim count of 28 plus because, um, the bodies we found are the only ones that have been found. There were a couple of other random bones, but they couldn't be speculated to be human or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Back then. So there are probably more than the 28 we know about. Um, several days. Classic shooting killed. Kills. Young boy. So anyways, the reason he was called the candy man is his parents owned a candy shop. When he was a young boy and he grew up working in a candy shop giving candy to children. He, 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 he died at 33 years old. So he was, you know, an adult. He's, you know, mid thirties owning a candy shop. He was probably well known by the entire community. Most people liked him. Nobody knew anything weird, you know, and he had this entire ring and scheme and people working under him to pull off what he was doing. Dang, that's fucking nuts. Yep, so we have the Candyman, who is Dean Carl, <clears throat> who died at 33, and the Pied Piper, who was not David, but was actually Elmer, because he helped bring more in than David. And, yeah. Man, that's nuts. Right? It's like, imagine just fucking... Oh, 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 here. I, I was... Forgot about my second piece of paper here. Um, Brooks. Brooks, that is um, David. So David was 18 when they got arrested and Elmer was only 17 when, when all they got, when they got arrested. So that was in 1973. They were 18 and 17 and this had already been going on for a couple of years. Shit. That's insane. Right. And there's like, check it out later, look up photos or, or any kind of documentary. There's a lot of video and photo of these two young boys showing the police where they helped bury all these people they brought to another man to kill. That's insane. It's like, imagine being like, think, think back to when we were, you know, like in high school, when we were like 14, 15 and you know, all the times that people were like, hey, we're having a party here. We're having a party at so-and-so's house. And we're like, where's it at? We're all meeting down at the bowling alley. And then we'll like all mob up there. You know, that would happen a lot. Like I would end up in people's houses that I didn't know. And, yeah. you know, just with a bunch of my friends there. And imagine like doing that, going to one of those. All of a sudden you feel a little funny. And then the fucking weird old tweaker fucking dude, or I guess he wasn't even that old. The fucking no, no, he wasn't that old. Yeah, I mean, the strange guy was, that's ten yeah. years older than everybody else, which is also weird. Fucking all of a sudden has you in his back room, all tied up, fucking you in your ass. Yep. And you're just trying to go and like maybe do some coke and fucking you know get your dick sucked by a girl for the first or a guy for the first time, but right. instead you're forcibly getting fucked in the asshole, and then most likely killed. And, and tortured, somewhere. yeah, and, and tortured amongst the rape. I mean, he would, he would do real brutal things: castrate, <clears throat> um, yeah. scalp, disembowel. Mm-hmm. He would mutilate them as well, yeah. and then bang the corpse afterwards until it got too, you know, decomposed, and then he'd bury it. Mm-hmm. Man, that's nuts. The candy, Yo. the candy man, owning a goddamn candy store. Right. That's crazy, man. So, um, boom, let's see what you got. Ours actually have, uh, ours have some common threads, which is the rape. And I think that, I think that that is because we've talked about this before. And for me, and I believe you as well, that's one of the things that 
actually gets to me in horror movies is yeah. the is the you know extensive rape scenes Gr- gratuitous visual rape scenes yeah. it's like it's like hey if you have to put a rape in your movie just kind of like old horror us and like put it behind something yeah i don't want to see her face in like penetration that's not what i'm about i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it was uh there's been some pretty extreme ones and that's the one thing to where I could 100% do without that. That actually really bothers me. And I think that's why we both gravitated towards something like that because it's something that is actually scary, that bothers us. So that's what Halloween is all about, is about facing your fears, you know? Correct, correct. So that could have been a subconscious choice. But... uh my uh my selection let's start with let's start with the time frame okay so these murders happened between october in 1977 and february of 1978 plus a couple bonuses we'll talk about in a little bit in Los Angeles, California. And that was from Kenneth Bianchi and Angelo Bono, otherwise known as the Hillside Stranglers. Mm. AKA Hillside Strangler before they knew that there was two parties. Now, the reason that I picked these it has a close connection to me. Whereas my aunt, my aunt Tony, you know Tony. Yeah. She was, she told us a story where she was actually approached by some shady guy trying to, you know, get taken out on a date or something. And she denied it. And, you know, it was kind of a weird situation. She bailed. And then later on found out that that guy was one of the Hillside Stranglers. So that was a really close call. And right. that's always, that's always stuck in my head. So I looked into it and I found out that, uh, that Kenneth was from New York. He moved to Los Angeles in 76 to live with his cousin. Cousin was like cousin, <laughs> his cousin, cousin. And Cousin Angelo was like the, he was the more alpha dominant one, had his shit together. And Kenneth was more docile and, you know, a little more like reserved. And they had like a good, he provided a good like role model, strong person to like team up with. So he lived with him and Bono came up with the idea of getting some girls to work for them as prostitutes they were like hey if we get a couple girls to come move in we could hoe them out everything will be good so they came in got a couple girls lived with them had them you know hooking themselves out and those two girls left and they met some lawyer the lawyer was like that's disgusting got them out of there freed these two girls sang the i'm gonna save you song from freak nick and mm-hmm. then, and then, uh, took him out of there. So I'ma save you, hoes. Mm-hmm. So uh, these two guys decided to dress like cops, and they uh, they found some uh, some other prostitute, put her in the girls' room, and found another one named Deborah Noble that had a trick list that she would give them with a bunch of names of Johns that, you know, frequent the prostitutes. So that way they could have their clientele already. Yeah. So uh, Deborah and her friend Yolanda Washington delivered the trick list in October of 77. So when they were talking, Yolanda told them that she frequented Sunset Boulevard That's where she worked. And then the trick list ended up being fake. Mm. 
So they couldn't find Deborah, were pissed off, so they searched for Yolanda instead. And that was their first victim. So they would uh they would pick him up in their van, usually dressed as cops to approach them and gain their trust, bring them back home, tie them up, rape them, torture them, the whole nine yards, and then they would do an extensive cleaning of the body. And hmm. so the body was spotless when when they would dump it, and they would dump it on the hillsides along Los Angeles and Glendale and, like, the park areas, usually near police stations. So they started with prostitutes and eventually moved up to, like, middle class and just, you know, regular girls that were walking around. A lot of their targets were, you know, younger and, you know, young street girls, girls on the street, girls on the beat, beat, yeah. beat kids. And then um, they ended up, you know, getting in an argument. Kenneth moved to Washington to go be uh, with his wife. And he had this wife the whole time that he was hiding everything from and a whole family and everything like a lot of a lot of killers do. There's some that are very social and have this, you know, it appears that everything's all right in their life. And then there's some that are just antisocial, live by themselves in a bunch of trash and are like the guy, the serial killer in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this guy was was the former. And he moved to Washington to go be with his wife again. And then after a while, ended up killing two more women when he was, uh, when he was in Washington. And when he did that, there was so many signs and clues pointing towards Kenneth. Like, it was very, very easy to find that he did it because Angelo was the brains of the operation. So with Angelo gone, Kenneth fucked it all up. And they found that Kenneth, you know, was knew these girls, that he lived in the same apartment complex as one of the other victims in L.A., lived two blocks away from two of the other victims. So it was easy to tie it all together. Yeah. so he goes, they arrest him, and then he starts pretending that he has multiple personalities. And there's a bunch of video of his tape, and it's just the worst, like, like he would, his name was Steve, his other personality, and he would rip his filter off of his cigarette and smoke the filterless cigarettes. And then he would come back to Kenneth, and then he would be like, how'd those filter tips get there? Where'd those filter tips from? How'd those filter tips get there? And they're like, you did that. And he's like, I can't smoke a cigarette with no filter. I can't do that. How'd those filter tips get there? And it was just over the top, like trying to make sure they got it. Hey, look, I don't even, I don't even know what's going on here. I'm crazy. Jeez. They, they said he's clearly not crazy. So he points at Alonzo or whatever. And he's like, he's the one that fucking did it all. So they, uh, go and check him out and his house is spotless. There's no signs that he had anything to do within with any of the murders, no clues, no DNA from any of the girls, and no fingerprints from Alonzo. Not even a fingerprint of Alonzo in his own house. So he had deep cleaned everything, got rid uh-huh. of all the evidence. And then they eventually got enough to bring him in, tie it together. And his brother testified against him so that he wouldn't receive the death penalty. And Kenneth is still alive in prison. And Alonzo died in, uh, I want to say, like the early 2000s. But in 1980, after they were arrested, uh, there was this woman, Veronica Compton, that testified for the defense 
and she later kidnapped a prostitute, um, imprisoned her in a hotel room, and attempted to strangle her so that the authorities would believe that the hillside strangler was still on the loose. And the woman ended up getting away and calling the cops. So she got arrested too. And this wow. this woman apparently was given some smuggled semen to use to make it look like a rape murder committed by the hillside strangler. And in this article, the word semen is blue and I could click on it. <laughs> 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 Why? Out of all these words. They're like, hey, in case you want to know what semen is. So, 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 what was our uh, our body count? Uh, the body count was known known body count. Known body count was ten, which is which is not very high, but it's still that's still a substantial amount of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know the way that they would be you know taken imprisoned tortured raped and then slowly strangled was another thing there was no there was no forcibly no breaking of bones or forcible like bruising or anything like that it was a slow strangle however they did it was gradual and they slowly stopped breathing which mm. makes which makes it even worse if you're a victim of that you know what i mean right so these guys were uh uh, well, apparently this says 15 rapes and murders. But this says 10 victims in Los Angeles. And then maybe there mm-hmm. was, then maybe there was the two in, uh, the two in, uh, Washington. Where in Washington? Um, in Washington. Hold on. I got to find it. In Washington, October 79, police captured in Washington where he had relocated with Kelly Boyd. He also committed two more murders. So it was Bellingham, Washington. Bellingham. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. What, what, what did you have as a runner-up? What was the second one you were thinking about talking about? Uh, My runner-up was uh was H. H. Holmes, Amer- America's first serial killer. Jack the Ripper, huh? Our Jack the Ripper? No, it is Jack the Ripper. You think H. H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper? Uh-huh. No uh. Yeah, that's my conclusion from all the evidence that we have from both of them. You think so? Yeah. Yeah? You yeah. think he just came here? Yeah. Fuck yeah, why wouldn't he? Yeah, you're right, because he just disappeared into the London alleyways. Mm-hmm. And fucking hopped on a boat. Yep. Dude, that's actually... Okay, what... Does the timeline match up? Yeah, it yeah. kind of does. Kind of? Yeah. How, how long was it between when H.H. H. Holmes started killing and... Here, I'm going to look up H.H. H. Holmes yeah. and I'm going to look up Jack the Ripper. And when Jack the Ripper disappeared. The Ripper... Stop killing... Uh, from August 7th to September 10th in, 19, in 1888, Jack the Ripper terrorized the Whitechapel District. 1888. And then H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So he was executed in on May 7th of 1896. Trying to find out. Okay, first oh. murders. First murders. One of his uh, earlier victims was his mistress, Julia Smythe. Smythe? Smith? Old timey Smith? 1891. So 88 and 91. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. With all the evidence that we have from both murders, my conclusion is same person. Yeah. You're right. I think you're totally right. And are are there even any pictures of Jack the Ripper? No. No? Nope. 
there's there, there's description. Yeah. I think there were one or two descriptions, but I mean, let's be honest, you're a hooker, it's late at night. Everybody yeah. probably looks the goddamn same. Yeah. I think that you're fucking I think you're a hundred percent right. Well, we have a mug shot for H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. Which is uh so we could always compare that if we could find an official description of look, Jack look, the Ripper. Look, look, look for a picture of Jack the Ripper. There might be one. I don't know. Uh, I did. Uh, well, I typed in description of, and the first thing was Jack the Ripper. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Compare those two pictures and tell me it's not the same person, dude. Okay, let's see. Because mind you, that's a description, not an actual photo. Yeah. Is this the face of a killer? I don't know. Fucking show it to me, you piece of shit. Oh, I fucking hate this website. Show me the goddamn picture. Is it not going to have the picture on here? That was bullshit. Descriptions. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, that picture right there. That's fine. This little tiny guy? Yeah, right there. All right, let's see if it's in the images. Images, yep, it is. Okay, here we go. Yeah, take that one and compare it to... And there's... Yeah, see, same general... Boom. Fucking boom, dude. <laughs> you know what? You might be right. <laughs> you might be right. Look at that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, they have like the Look. same the same eyebrows and like weird eye thing. Yep, same they kind of have, nose. They also have the, the same. Ears. They also have the exact same mustache. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's like pointed down. And this is a drawing, yeah. so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same kind of like jaw, the cheek, cheekbones, same cheekbone thing. Uh-huh. Fucking holy shit. Look at the nose, the nose too. Yeah. Yep. I'm fucking telling you, dude. You're right. So H.H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper. We cracked yet another case on the Natural Habitat podcast. Boom. We did it. All right. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. I'm gonna go watch Mindhunters. Hold up. 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 What? 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 Water. 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 All right. Um, what are your two favorite Halloween candies? Ooh. Okay. I like this. I like this. Um, do you already have yours? Um. I have I have a top three. I have to choose between them. Okay. I'm going to say that my two favorite, uh, one is one is definitely going to be Three Musketeers. Going old school with the Three Musketeers. Okay. Because I like, I like Nougat. Nougat's I mean, my that's, shit. That's your old school? Well, I mean, it's, it's old school. Okay. Yeah. It's from when I was a kid. My old school makes me feel even older than <laughs> Well, I mean, I know that there's older candy that I like, but that's my nostalgic candy that I remember when I was a kid. When I was, okay. when I was, you know, seven or eight years old, I wasn't eating candy from the seventies, but I am now. I like old candy now. I mean, I guess I was. Cause how old is Three Musketeers? When did they start making Three Musketeers? The eighties, I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the late set. 70s? Well, uh, either way, Three Musketeers, and then, God, it's so hard. It's like, it's because there's so many choices, so I'm going to regret my choice no matter what. You want to do three? That just make it easier? Okay. All right. Uh, three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Reese's Pieces. 
Ooh, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh... oh shit. <laughs> okay, I'm swapping out three musketeers for tootsie rolls. Oh shit! Wow. Okay. Tootsie rolls. Okay. Then we're going the second one I said. Yeah. Reese's pieces. pieces. And then we're going new with a Milky Way Simply Caramel, little miniature. Okay. Yeah. Word. Those are dank. Word. What are yours? Um, Give me your old Mary school. Ja- they're, they're, they're called Mary Janes. Yeah, Mary Janes, for sure. Not, not the one with the little girls on it. My grandma always called them Mary Janes. They're the, they're the peanut butter taffies that are in the black and orange wrappers all the time. Uh huh. That have the little bit of peanut butter in them. Okay. That's that. That's what I. That's what I've always known as Mary Jane. So those, um, sugar babies. Mm, you know, a little box of them. Yeah. Because yeah. sugar babies are the dank. And then uh, I got. I got to go with Reese's cups. Reese's cups. That's a good choice. Yeah. See, I was gonna go. Reese's cups was definitely the first thing that popped in my head, but then, but then I thought of just the ease of Reese's pieces. And Reese's Pieces in the Freezer, a trick that was caught to me, taught to caught to me by, uh, by MC Chris. Yeah. Back before I knew that he was a, such an asshole and I stopped listening to his music. But right. he, he taught me that Reese's Pieces in the Freezer is a delect, delectable treat or something like that. Yeah. And I tried it, never went back. What is your least favorite? Lee. Okay, we're doing least three. <laughs> nah, just least. Least? What's What's the candy you would end up throwing away? Uh, dots. You wouldn't even. You'd look at the bag and be like, "Ugh, gross." Dots. I'm I'm not eating that. Really? Dots. Oh, dude, dot, dots were like are are in my second group. I like them second nope. favorite. How How about Necco wafers? Uh, chocolate. I like the other ones. I don't. No Necco. What's your throw, um, What's your throwaway? Uh, any kind of pixie stick. Yeah. And, and, um, fuck Smarties. Oh. Cause motherfucker, there's so many Smarties all the goddamn time. Yeah. Smarties are good. I like them. I like a little bit of them. I could eat like half of the Smarties I get in a Halloween pack. Yeah. And I don't even eat the whole pack usually. I'll no, eat. Okay. I'll eat the first three, regardless of what flavor they are, and then I'll just start picking like the reds, <laughs> and then like the white ones, and then I'll throw them away. Uh, I found out that Three Musketeers Bar started production in 1932, and from 1932, <laughs> damn, <laughs> yeah, from 1932 to 1945, they did. A three bar combo. So you would get three miniature bars in one bar. One was chocolate, one was vanilla, and one was strawberry. That's boss. Yeah. And then in 1945, they started doing the chocolate with filling that we know now. I don't like it. And then in 2007, they started doing the mint three musketeers, which is boo boo. Which is boo boo. Boo boo. They also did a. Other flavors that they did was uh, cherry, raspberry, orange, chocolate, strawberry, brownie, chocolate brownie bar, s'mores brownie bar, truffle crisp, marshmallow, coconut, hot chocolate with marshmallow, and muscafeers for Halloween. What? I want some muscafeers. I know. They did that last year for 2016. Oh, boss. Damn it. I want muscafeers. Damn musketeers! All right. Well, um, Halloween is tonight. Go out there. Get your spook on. Get your candy. Go to your, go to your parties. Dress up in your, uh, in your Halloweeniest. Cause it's no longer pre-ween. Nope. We ain't pre-weening. No. It's ween town. Yup. Uh, Town Supreme. Favorite Halloween movie? I already know yours. Go. Are you sure you know it? Yeah. It's a tie. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it's a dead tie. I know half of it then. Uh, Hocus Pocus? Uh huh. That's what I knew. And Idle Hands. Oh. Everybody forgets that, that, that forgets that's a Halloween movie. That is a, a dope Halloween movie. And not every, <laughs> right? not everybody forgets that that's a Halloween movie because that was going to be my answer. Oh, was mine's, it? mine's actually also a tie. Okay. And that is between Idle Hands and Hocus Pocus. We'll see you next week. Ricky Ticky Tag Tag. Natural Habitat Recordings.